They got one of them in Honolulu. They've got one in Moscow too. They've got four of them in Sydney, and I'm told there's a couple in Kathmandu. Okay, I I don't really talk like this, but I'm I'm obviously quoting the Irish pub song by the High Kings. But but seriously, what is it about Irish pubs around the world? Wherever you go. You'll find them. I've spent the past 15 years of my life as a professional internationally touring bassist and music director. And seriously, everywhere I go while on tour around the world, I find them. Whether that's Shanghai, Tokyo, Indonesia, Munich, Beijing, Taipei. They've been everywhere. What is it about them that makes them so special? Where do these pubs source their bar counters and their authentic Irish bric-a-brac? And more importantly, I'm in Mexico and I can't find a freaking pint of Guinness anywhere or a can of Guinness. Nobody has it around here. What's a guy got to do to find a proper pint of Guinness anywhere? Hey friends, this is Rob and welcome to a guide to Irish pubs around the world. I just had an epiphany. The thing about Irish pubs all over the world and the reason it's a thing. Have, <laughs> we're standing in a room right now and I just I just had this epiphany and I'm gonna like pull out this microphone, I'm gonna start recording this podcast. Uh, and I hijacked Sarah. Sarah's like, what is it? You just have an idea? I'm like, no, I'm just, I'm not, I'm not going to start talking until I start recording this because I want to say it for the first time to you. She just with her hand motions to the chairs. Please sit, sir. When you think about an Irish pub all over the world, okay, this, this, even the theme song I just played from it is this idea that no matter where in the world you go, there's an Irish pub. Obviously, not everywhere, but the major, every major city in the world you go to, there's gonna be an Irish pub. What do you think about when you think about international Irish pubs? Well, I think the maybe feeling it evokes is a sense of familiarity. I mean, we don't live in Ireland, but you always know you're gonna get sort of a similar drink, menu, aesthetic, vibe when you go to an Irish pub. And sometimes that normalcy is kind of a nice pause. Even if it's corny and we're in Mexico and we're not here for Guinness, that's not why you go to Mexico, but it's just like, oh, I know this place, even though I've never been there. Yes. I'm just now realizing when you said this that quite a few of our favorite Irish pubs in the Twin Cities that we go to all the time are actually international Irish pubs. Meaning those are places, if someone is coming from an, another country and they're coming to Minneapolis, they're, you can look for that classic Irish pub. Oh, yeah. They'll do the same thing that we did here Yeah. as travelers. Yeah. So in that, the international Irish pub, I would put in that uh, Kieran's, the local, O'Donovan's, those places are downtown, and people that are coming... Bigger. Yeah, they're bigger. People from out of town are seeking them out. I don't know if I'd put Morrissey's 
and the Prodigal Pub are Irish pubs in the Twin Cities that I love, but they feel a little bit more authentically local pub. Yeah, I would agree. Even the way the, the Prodigal decorates, they have a bunch of Irish stuff there, but they also have a bunch of local Minnesota, Minneapolis things up on the wall. It's a very, like, corner locals pub. It feels more like an actual pub in Ireland, to be honest, than, like, yeah. the perfect aesthetic of yeah. local, which I love, but it's almost too perfect. Yeah. I mean, if you go to an Irish pub, it's filled with junk, knickknacks, local trinkets and shit. End of 2022, we were in Ireland, and you found in the town of, it might have been Kilbegan, in the middle of Ireland, smack dab, you found a massive Irish warehouse. And we went in there, and it was fascinating, and what they do is, the reason why so many Irish pubs around the world are able to look like Irish pubs and have things actually from Ireland and Irish pubs is because there are companies in Ireland that when an Irish pub closes down, multiple of these companies will go in and they will just buy everything. Have you ever gone to an Irish pub in the US and they say the bar is from Ireland or all the stuff in the bar is from Ireland? This is where they buy it from. Sarah discovered a company based out of Kilbegan, Ireland called Used Pub and Hotel Equipment and here's how it works. In Ireland, when an old pub or hotel closes down, this company comes in and they buy everything. They then store it in this massive warehouse and display it so that people from all around the world who are looking to furnish their own Irish pub, whether it's in their home or for a business, they can come in and they can purchase all this old authentic gear. And when I say they buy and sell everything, I mean everything. What, where are we hoping? <laughs> um, we're in a pub equipment store. All the gloves were. A huge Guinness sign. A nitty bitty Guinness sign. Actually, I might buy that. Old pub tables. Old pub kitchens. Old bars. And if you get an old bar, they refurbish it. And they'll restore it. Old bar stools. They've got all the ins and outs of things of bars. If you don't own a bar, you don't realize bars have. Like, towels need to be washed. You have an old stool like this that needs to be recovered. They got a whole shop for it. <laughs> Coffee mugs. Sarah said that she shouldn't have brought me here because I'm freaking out right now. <laughs> One at all. They've got plastic bins of water. Actually, I think that's... That's probably just not supposed to be here. They got picture frames. They've got more chairs! This place really is like Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark. Just, it goes on forever. All right, before we move on to why I just had this epiphany right now, I think I need to give you a little context beforehand. There's a comedian named Pete Holmes who has this bit that he calls social grace ping pong. It's brilliant and it's been stuck in my mind ever since I first heard it. Now, I know this, sound, this is going to sound like a tangent, but I think it has to do with Irish pubs, and it's all going to make sense in just a second. I was just walking down my street in my neighborhood. Uh, this was last night, and I smiled at a woman who was walking her dog. Just the kind that says, hey, I see you. She didn't smile back. No, no return. Yes. I don't know if you're kidding, but I'm serious. I 
and hate it. If I smile at a stranger and she doesn't smile back, I immediately go from hi neighbor to I'ma kill everyone you know. I'm coming after you. And I think, right? It's a betrayal. Here's why I think I care. It's, it's social grace ping pong. I smile at you, you smile back. That's how it goes. Hit it back. Hitting it back makes life better. A couple strangers smiling at each other on the street, everything's right in the world. In that moment, when you hit it back to me, suddenly babies are high-fiving each other. Dogs are wearing hats, you know. Utopia, dog, dog hats. What I'm saying is life is hard. Hit it back, hitting it back makes life better. How? I say laugh at jokes, indiscriminately. What are you, judging jokes in your little brain laboratory? Was it good? Laugh! Why? Because laughing's the best. Here's how I hit it back. My last name is Holmes, so I get a lot of, what up, Holmes? I get that a lot. And yes, I've heard, what up, Holmes? A lot, a million times, but I love it. Why? Because it means they're trying to play. People are being silly with me. It's so much better than talking to me like you're interviewing me for a job at Hewlett Packard. It's like, Peter? What is it, Peter or Holmes? Holmes, you say? Oh, I have no comment on that. I love when people say what up, Holmes, because it means I get to hit it back. You say what up, Holmes, to me, and your name is Anna. Guess what? I'm calling you banana. <laughs> Hell, I'm calling you banana before you say what up, Holmes. What is this, the DMV? You're banana. Hannah's, Anna's, Susanna's, you're all bananas to me. Indiscriminate. Bananas, all of you. Here's another one. This actually happened. If I'm at a bank, and I comment to the teller on my overdraft fee if I go, whoa, that's huge. And Daryl, probably, Daryl. He felt like a Daryl. If Daryl's behind the glass and he goes, that's what she said. I could judge, yeah, with a rain cloud over me. Not funny. Shut up. Laugh, I got you, Daryl. I don't, not only do I laugh, I don't judge, I applaud Daryl. He means well. That's what she said. Daryl, you dog. The reason I freaked out just now and I had this epiphany is because, especially when you are traveling, you are constantly playing ping pong. Where are you from? How long are you here? Those kind of, or maybe even just like a, a kind gesture. As I was thinking about, I just had the epiphany that what attracts me and why I would take some of my precious time while out and about in a local spot and go to something like an Irish pub is because I feel like an, an international Irish pub is a local headquarters for professional ping pong players. That's good. Or at least just people who want to play ping pong. Yeah, you go to an Irish pub, also in Ireland, to play ping pong. To talk with someone, to yeah. meet other people. Yeah. It's the culture of, an, of a pub in Ireland, so it's... It's nice that even though it's gimmicky to go to an Irish pub elsewhere, that is actually an authentic thread that, that ties international Irish pubs to actual Irish pubs. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. So last night, we decided to hunt for the local Irish pub in Puerto Vallarta. The only one. Listen, I've, there, I've been looking. There is, there's been no Guinness to be found in this city 
And actually, when we went to the pub, I was talking to the bartender who's uh, from Puerto Vallarta, and he said, oh, yeah, this is, he's like, you're not going to find a lot of Guinness in Mexico in general. So we needed a pint of proper. So we made our way to hunt for this Irish pub. I see it. The only Irish pub in town. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. What's your guess? Do you think they're going to be playing Irish music? Yes. Maybe. Very confident. Yeah, not confident. And you see Guinness sign. We find the spot. We go in, and they just happen to have live music. I'm like, okay, it's an Irish pub. Are they going to be playing Irish music? What's going to be happening in there? It was a guy who ended up being from Nashville, who's down here for a month, and is a singer-songwriter. here playing a cover gig for the 15 people that happened to be at this Irish pub that didn't even have Guinness on tap by the way I ordered and got a seven dollar uh, it came out to be like a seven US dollars for a can of Guinness at this bar I've had the cover gigs where I've been playing for nobody and just one of those days and there's space for that too at an Irish pub and there's space for that too at an Irish pub Sarah says so, I love it. I mean, you kind of were, I'm going to end it here, but you were kind of apprehensive, like, you were a little less desirous to go seek out this an Irish pub. Yeah, I mean, it looked corny. I mean, that's... I mean, this one was especially cheesy. It was, like, three stories tall. I the, oh. actually had a really awesome local stout that was a lot better than your Guinness, so... Yeah, it was, yeah. It was more of, like, a coffee-forward stout, a little bit more roasty. It was way better. And by the way, I, I need to, I want to find out. I'm not sure here, but I would wonder if the, I don't know, for the, we have been, I've been drinking I, countless cans of Guinness over the years, and this one tasted different. So I wonder if it, I don't know what the deal was. It, Sarah was saying it was like a more of a caramel. Sweeter. Sweeter, more like molasses, caramelized sugar kind of vibe. Not bad. It didn't taste bad. It just tasted way 
Yeah, if you put it down in front of me, blind tasting, I wouldn't have said, no, this is a can of Guinness. Something I've had over a hundred of probably this year already with doing the daily Guinness episodes on the podcast. So the Irish pub worth seeking out. This is number one of 2023. I'm going to do a bunch more Minneapolis, uh, St. Patrick's day. We're going to do something here in a couple weeks. And this year, follow along. We've got on the dockets coming up, Canada and Germany. Rob Morgan is an internationally touring bassist on a journey to discover what it means to live a curious life. At thecuriouspod.com, you'll find an archive of conversations reported all over the world, a map of recording locations, a weekly newsletter, and official podcast merchandise. Rob is recording a daily podcast where he's sharing insights into the creative journey and the secrets to living a curious life that he's discovered from over a decade of traveling the world with music. We here at Curious Endeavors have told him this is probably a mistake and he's an idiot to attempt it but he won't budge. So that's where we're currently at. We hope you'll enjoy.